Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballad. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. You're listening to the Sports Buzz, podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by Strangeland Brewery. We do want to thank Strangeland. If you are listening, um, please give us some follows and some subscribes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Easy for me to say. That was a hard sentence. Um, SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us some reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Um, this is our pro show. We'll get into our show business. Uh, it is a jam-packed show. We got Shell Guy Corey calling back in for the first time in, uh, seems like about a year, almost. Um, I guess he's finally not too busy. Um, thank you to Strangeland, our sponsors from day one. The beer is on sale at HEB. Um, what, $7.77. 777 at HEB, uh, for the holidays. Go check it out. Get it for cheap. Um... You can follow Strangeland on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. You can follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Um, we'll get this thing started, but I do need to do, uh, at least introduce you guys. I forgot about that in the main intro. I was just so excited to get the beers open. Well, I'll be damned. Our uh, our fearless leader, our the 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 host, or you host the podcast, Ballad. Hello. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why you it's so hard for you. It's, I'm the I host the podcast. Yeah. You're the host of the podcast. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just hard to say in a sentence. Um, <laughs> Coach is here for two weeks in a row. That's got to be a record. I was just going to let you do the whole show yourself. Yeah. Two. Uh, but hey, we got Chad back in studio. Oh, yeah. We got oh, all yeah. four of us in studio. This is the first time in, in at least a month. At least a month, all four of us are here. <laughs> it's, it's probably, probably longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably longer than that. Um, so we're a little, little crowded, but hey, we got a nice clean studio. Ballad did a little cleaning up. Hey, we're not crowded. You're crowded. Threw me over into the corner. You, you got sh- swept into the cave over there. <laughs> the place is uh, clean. Thanks, you guys, for noticing. Yeah, I got my parents coming in town in a couple of weekends. And I said, you know, this place needs to look like at least 50%, if not 100 times better well, than your, it looks right now. Your your pops, his ears must have been must have been a little red because we were just talking about cleaning it up for the parents and he gave you a call right before the show and delayed us a little bit. Well, it's hilarious. He calls me. He goes, hey, aren't you supposed to be recording the podcast? I go, yeah. Then why are you calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, John. Damn it. Um, Week 15 in the NFL is here. A couple of teams have already clinched their playoff spot. One of those teams is not the New England Patriots. Mm. Sorry, coach. But uh, as I mentioned, Chad's back in studio. 
doesn't have anything uh, in his hands, so I assume he forgot the jersey again. Oh, uh, I didn't forget. Just left it. Oh uh, I told you it was going to be Christmas now, so uh, episode before Christmas, I'll go ahead and get it to you. I won't be here for that. All right. I'll be on a cruise. Chad brought me something, so you know if you're nice to Chad, he brings you gifts, and when you're not nice to him, you get your gifts on Christmas. I'm That's like the nicest like. guy on this podcast, so I don't know where... No! I don't know where the disconnect comes from, but... Um, regardless, I don't have a jersey still. Still waiting on that. Um, but we do have a college bowl pick'em contest up. Um, doesn't flow as well as Super Bowl sports about Super Bowl squares battle, but uh, Super Bowl squares battle. College football bowl pick'em is up. It's on our page. We've posted it. Uh, it's on some of ours um, personal pages. Get in. Um, games start this weekend. Ballad, your picks are already in. You said right. My picks are in. But you had to do it on the ESPN app. I did on the ESPN so app. it wasn't working online on the computer. And I've been tweeting at ESPN uh, probably not as much as I could or should, but enough. <laughs> How's that uh, going? Have they, they responded? Uh, they, they're having internal talks. They, oh. haven't, they haven't replied directly to me, but I can only assume they're talking about it internally so they can uh, with great haste. They can s- steal our bits, but they can't respond to simple tweets. Yeah. Don't understand. I don't understand it either. Well, hopefully they have their best men on it. Well, probably. Hopefully. Um... All right, well, hey, that was show business. Let's get into some non-football talk. We've got to ring up uh, Chell Guy Corey here. That's right. We have the return of Chell Guy Corey uh, from anyone who listened to our show last year. Uh, he's our only friend who watches hockey, so uh, he typically <laughs> calls in to keep get us caught up to speed. It's not true, uh, but uh, he's the only one that we call to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and he's an OU fan, but we uh, try to forget that about him, even though he Well, this is the pro show, us. so we're not talking about... Oh, you. No, I guess we should also remind them he's was a former junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chell Guy Corey, what's going on? What's up, fellas? Long time no talk. Thanks for fitting us into your busy, busy schedule. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys didn't want to talk to me after OU. You just started working that out. Figured out the high school. Oh, my God. Now, Corey. Corey, we're, Corey, we're... listen. This is the pro show. We're, we're not talking We're not talking amateur sports right now. Um, oh, fine. We may squeeze... We, we may squeeze some of that in later on. We'll see if we have time. But, yes, we're trying to get a little update. What's going on with the NHL? Who are the real guys to watch out for, the real teams uh, that you expect to see around in playoff time? So, the NHL is kind of strange this year. Um, obviously, some of the teams that were shitty last year are at the top of the rankings right now. Um, you've got the Vegas Golden Knights, new expansion team, kicking ass. Um, I think they're, like, number six in the power rankings right now. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning set up number one in the NHL. They didn't make playoffs last year. Uh, my LA Kings that are top in power rankings too. They didn't make playoffs last year. Same with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, so it's been kind of funky in the NHL, but I mean, these teams are the real deal. Um, Tampa Bay and St. Louis are actually facing off right now. Uh, Tampa Bay's first in the East, St. Louis is first in the West. So it's, it's a big night in the NHL tonight, but uh, it's, it's been a pretty exciting season so far. Well, it's it's funny, Corey. Um... This is Spencer here. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the the Vegas Knights as your first team uh, out of the out of the gate. Um, you know we had a bit of a conspiracy here on, on the sports buzz that why they're so good is because teams are coming into Vegas getting shit faced at the uh, at the clubs all night and then going to try and play them. Um, why are the Vegas Knights so good? Did they just get their Did they just get their pick of the litter or the best players in the league or what? I don't know. I think that's what everyone's trying to figure out right now. I mean, their superstars are James Neal and Jonathan Marchessault. I mean, James Neal is a pretty established 30-goal scorer, but he's not a superstar. Jonathan Marchessault is 
been a third line guy his entire career and he's got, you know, close to thirty points. I think it's with the with Vegas it's more of a team chemistry kind of thing. Um, you know, getting the right pieces at the right times because they got to steal um, people from all the other teams in the expansion draft. So I think they went with more of character guys, um, you know, establishing themselves more so as working hard than, than creating, you know, a bunch of skill on their team. So I think it's really paid off. I mean, they're a tough team. They've got a really good decor. Um, they've got a stud goalie. He's got two Stanley Cups under his belt. So they're, they're doing things right out there. I mean, they're not going to get any worse. They've got some really good young guys in their system that um, have played some NHL games that are up and down guys, and they're getting points. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad to see Vegas doing well. If you would have asked me in summer, I would have said Vegas will be the bottom five teams in the NHL this year. They're deep dog shit, but um, they proved everyone wrong. They're, they're kicking ass, and I like it. It's fun. They're fun to watch. Hey, Corey, this is Chad. Um... I know we know about Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin uh, and how good they are, but who are some guys that are just dominating right now and literally, you know, skating lights out and almost standing on their heads? Right now, Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos on the Tampa Bay Lightning are number one and two in the NHL in scoring, and they are unstoppable. Um, them two, and there's one other guy in the Mesnikov on the same line, and they're probably the best line the NHL has seen in the last ten years. Um, they're dominant. So you've got those two guys, and it's kind of a good look now for, for USA Hockey. You've got Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey, a good old American boy who's second in NHL in scoring. Um, of course, you got young stud Austin Matthews on Toronto. Uh, Phoenix kid, he's 20 years old now, and he's just kicking ass. Uh, he left the game last night, unfortunately. They think he got a concussion, but uh, there's, there's some new studs in the league. Um, of course, you got the Sidney Crosby, the Tommy McDavid, those guys, but they're really not doing too much this year. It's uh, kind of a new look. Braden Shen, um, he just got acquired from Philadelphia. He's on St. Louis now. He's like number five in the league in scoring, um, and he was always kind of a third-line role-player guy. He'd get, he'd get 50, 60 points a season in 100 penalty minutes, but he's whooping ass right now with this uh, kind of new scenery in St. Louis. So um, it's been a little different squad, but... Uh, Corey, we like to bet over-unders on Tuesday nights, and we've typically been doing it for college basketball. Uh, I totally forgot that hockey season even started, so we're thinking about maybe getting in on some NHL action. Uh, tell us, which teams have uh, are really high-scoring, and uh, which teams uh, got really good goaltenders and are, are keeping the puck out of the net? Uh, that'd be valuable information for us as we choose our over-under bets. That's what we want, baby. That's what we want. We want those teams who can't defend the net and will score a lot for the over.
Calgary Flames are, are they're pretty hot right now. Uh, Ottawa Senators they suck. So if you're if someone good is playing against the Senators, bet against them because they're terrible. Uh, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. And then another team, two teams that have great goaltending besides the Kings, is uh, the National Predators and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Those goalies are studs. And then. Of course, Tampa Bay, they've got the top two goal scorers in the league, and their goalies like fourth in the NHL in goalie stats. So that's another team. I would stick with, honestly, the top four or five teams in the NHL right now. I'd just roll with them. They're, they're really kicking ass. Boom. Love it. <clears throat> well, Corey, appreciate yeah, you calling. Yeah, teams will stay hot. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, so we, we thought we'd give you a second if you want to talk a little bit about your – college football team or whatever you guys do and, and your you know, fucking douchey walk-on quarterback and yeah, what do you what do you, what do you have to say baker hyphen baby whooping ass whooping ass oh you won it all this year you guys are gonna be pumped good luck to the big 12 oh, oh you suck okay well that was fun uh it's always good to have chill guy cory on yeah Thanks. we can't let him talk too much amateur sports because this is the pro show um we'll we'll transition to another pro sport uh, not football talk. Chad, it's got to be some NBA news. I know Kyrie, uh, uh, Kawhi is back tonight. Um, probably the biggest news of tonight. But what do you got in the NBA? It's huge. I mean, uh, you can start kind of anywhere. Steph Curry's out right now for two weeks. Uh, that's huge. It's really going to show what value Kevin Durant's really going to bring the Warriors. Um, they haven't lost without him yet. They haven't lost yet. Um, they're too powerful. I mean, they have such a great lineup from top to bottom. It's really good. You can talk to, about the Cavaliers going on a 13-game win streak, uh, which was awesome. Or you can even talk about the Celtics losing by, what, 25 or almost 30 the other night? Uh, so How many games, the uh, Cavs? 13. Never mind. We'll, we'll nice do it try. Again later. Nice try. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. 13. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of all over the board. I really like a lot of what a lot of teams are doing right now um, when it comes to uh, kind of solidifying who they are. I, there's a bunch of teams right now that are dealing with injuries as well. Um, when you talk about the Cavs or the Warriors, uh, top teams. Um, one thing that I really want to talk about is Damian Lillard and Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard is really exerting himself into superstardom, I think, this year um, with a lot of stuff that he's been doing on off the court. Um, he put up 53 the other night. Uh, he's been playing absolutely lights out for Portland. Um, without him, they are complete dog shit. So, uh, I really like that. I know you guys watch a little bit of basketball too. So what else are you guys seeing? Well, the big thing that I'm noticing, um, and obviously there's been a few weird rumors, way too early rumors about LeBron. Um, but the Houston Rockets have been impressive in my opinion, you know, without Chris Paul for most of the first half of the season so far, they're still sitting at 21 and four and absolutely dominating the West. And, um, I, I didn't quite think that they were going to be able to play with all the stars, but they've shown they can. Would LeBron throw a weird kink in that chain? Or is it just going to be like an Olympic team? If he does end up going there, I don't LeBron, think he does, but LeBron won't go there. Um, he, he wants to be the floor facilitator and he can't do that with James Harden and Chris, and Chris Paul, Paul on the floor. So, Again, he needs guys around him that can just make open shots. Yeah, It's not a good fit for him. He knows it. He's not going to go there. They can make all these rumors and everything that they want. So going, The easiest place for him to go, if he was going to go anywhere, would be L.A. Yeah, and that's what I've heard too. But going back to the Rockets, uh, do you think they can actually can compete with 
with, you know, the Western Conference in going into playoff time? Absolutely. I mean, they shoot the most threes out of any team in the league. So if they're hitting those, it's going to be damn near impossible to, to stop them. It just is what it is. When you have two, you know, two really good, I guess, you know, all-time all-stars in James Harden and Chris Paul, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. I and mean, we got Clint Capella right in the middle throwing stuff down. Playing good. I don't think that anyone on the Warriors can guard Clint Capella. That's my only critique with that matchup. I think that they're going to lob it up to him all the time, penetrate and lob it. They don't play. He should the... score 20 points a game against the Warriors. So if, if they're playing that, I don't see anyone stopping the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to use a lot of JaVale McGee and a lot of um, Zaza Pachulia. But they don't play the neither one of those guys hardly enough. They like going small. Um, that's true. Another thing, too, that's really weird about this NBA season as well so far is all of the complaining to the refs. Um, I know we talked that, about it last week. I know that we you know, used to see that a lot. And it's kind of dwindled off the past few years because they've been teeing guys up quicker. Um, but we've seen more all-stars get ejected. For example, LeBron James got his first ever ejection. Kevin Durant's been weeks ejected ago. like twice. In Durant's the last been week. yeah, Durant's been ejected well, twice in the past couple weeks. So, coach and I talked about that too last week, and you know, I I kind of thought about it in a in a baseball perspective with him. You know, guys arguing balls and strikes in a baseball game. You know, you start arguing foul calls, which is obviously, you know, a subjective call as well. You know, it's what the ref sees, what they interpret it as. I think the NBA needs to go towards something like that because it's become ridiculous when you have guys storming around like a tantrum two-year-old and just play the game. You're, you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, all guaranteed, to, to just play a game. If you don't if you don't get your way, you don't have to cry. This game doesn't matter. This one game, this one call in the middle of an 82 game season really doesn't matter. So don't don't cry like a little child. It just it just gets annoying. I get what you're saying, but it's also like whenever coaches get up in the middle of a play and they complain to the rep about something because they want it to be fair both ways. And that's all they want. And sometimes a player um take a Draymond Green, for example, who gets ejected a lot. But he also gets a lot of foul calls, you know, for him and against him. So what he does works. It actually brings attention to the situation, even though he got ejected for it. The media blows it up, and it actually gets more attention than it wouldn't if he wouldn't have complained. So, again, he can complain after the game. He's still going to get fined. Sure. So, Coach, you want to say anything about your Celtics? Uh, on a roller coaster. We're on a little down right now. Not looking too good. But... Hey. You know, when you win, what, 15 in a row or whatever it was that they did, I think you'd be okay losing a few here and there. We'll be fine. Hey, Gordon Hayward's out of his boot. Boston way. Good news there. He ain't coming back this season. No. No, No, he's not. Well, hey, why don't you go ahead and start us off with with your – we'll get into fantasy talk, roster rage, roster bait. Um, We'll start with you. You've been a little quiet over there. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting in the roster sad corner right now. Woo! Lost both my fantasy playoffs this week. Hmm. Uh, I actually got dominated by the same person I played last week. This week again, uh, it just wasn't a good weekend. Greg Olson put a goose egg up for me. Just hmm. not good. He's been terrible since he's been back. Uh, Carson Wentz goes down. <laughs> I mean, he still put up like twenty eight points. <laughs> he put up like twenty two before he went down, but it was looking like he was gonna hit that thirty that thirty burger. Thirty. Uh, didn't happen. <laughs> Just, just not. was not a good weekend. 
don't really say. So no, no roster oh, baiting. My uh, my Patriots lost, and Rex Burkhead's the one that gets the touchdown. So that's not good for me either. Yeah, baby. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. So he's in the sappy corner. There's no roster baiting this weekend. I had the most chill fantasy week of all time. I didn't have Too to worry. I had a bye, and then I was in a consolation bracket, which I didn't give a shit about in the other other league. But I had a bye week. I just watched football and enjoyed it. It was great. So you said you, you're in the consolation bracket and you're not worried about it? You're not worried about potentially getting last place? That, that doesn't strike fear in you? No, not in this other league. No I give punishment. no shits. No, no punishment. punishment? I give no shits Then why do you guys league. even play? What's the point? For money. To win. I play to win the game. I'm not going to win the game. That, 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 is, that should be league rule number one. Every league needs to have a punishment because that's, that's Usually the, the you, shit that happens when people start you know, auctioning off their players for yeah. non-league assets. and it's, Really, really it in this bad. league, if you get last place, you just get kicked out, which I wouldn't mind because I, I despise this league. Hmm. But I finished fifth, needed to finish top four to make playoffs, and just over it. What about you? What about you? You got any good stories, sad stories? I've uh, I've got some almost sad stories. Um, uh, first off, I'll roster bait to Kareem Hunt. Did you lose to Haley again? Five. I didn't. I did not play <laughs> Haley. Uh, but Kareem Hunt finally makes a comeback. Does that mean he's up, back like, like Tiger? He's he's definitely back. Back like Tiger. Not back like Tiger, but back back. Um, <laughs> he he finished better than more than half of the other running backs in the league. So. Uh, had a pretty good week at 19.8 points. Finally. Uh, Mike Mike Evans, though. Jesus Christ. Like, He's terrible. Is this the same guy that that they drafted out of A&M? He is not looked good at all. I don't know if it's Winston. Truthfully, I didn't watch the game. It's but their you know, team. Like, their whole team is fucking garbage. It's 25 yards. It was garbage. Crap legs. I'll say this, though. It. I did win my game in the consolation side, so I will continue my streak of non sackoness which... Doesn't sound that important, but it's important to me. And uh, oh well, I'm in an ESPN league, so they have that two week scores, like accumulated scores, just hmm. fucking stupid. That's why, that's why I'm in ESPN it. too, but I just changed that setting because I know how computers work. Well, I wish we had a commissioner that gave a shit like you. You have to, you have to hold your commissioner accountable. That you do. Why do you think Brandon Jones hasn't been on the show again? I'm over him. I'm done with him. Sounds like it. <laughs> Chad, how was your fantasy weekend? So, uh. Again, uh, I'm in the consolation bracket in one league. Um, I did have a bye this week in that league, but I take it seriously. So I benched all my players this week, gave them the week off, let them relax on the bench for a little bit, That's so that nice. they come out strong next week. All right. Week. So um, I do care, and I want to make sure they're fresh. Luckily, no injuries, so we're good to go on that front. Uh, plug them all in, and we're looking good for next week. Um, however, in my other league, um. I'm in playoffs. They only take top four um, in my big money league. And I won this week. So I'm going to the championship game, there baby. Head of the championship game. I got to roster rage on no one because I won this league. Actually, roster rage on Jimmy Graham. Put up a goose egg for me. Worthless. You won with a goose egg? What? You won with I a goose egg. I won with a goose egg. Impressive. I won with the goose egg. Impressive. So how many championships are up for grabs as a podcast? You said you're in the championship. I got a buy. So yes, I got I got a chance. He's in the semifinals. I'm in the semis. You have the potential to win one as well? I'm in finals right now. All right. That's a short league. So you guys are our only hope. So it the two, actually, the two zigzags it actually goes make it all the way through the end of the season. I but they do playoffs the playoffs these two weeks, and then they just let you accumulate points all the way up. Okay. That be, that's because they start benching players. So we went ahead and... Smart. Yeah. Smart thing. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm, so I'm going to rush two potential two chance championships. Two chances. To make yeah, us he's look, gonna lose though. To make us look like we know we're talking. So I did the opposite. I put my players in just to see how much they would score comparative to the other teams that were actually playing this week. I might have lost to one or two of them. Or all of them? No, no, no. Not all of them. Okay, my you wouldn't have okay. lost to the one that scored 87 points. Well, clearly not. No. That guy's worthless. Steven? No. That was your old roommate. Who was that? BJ. He put up 87? I think it was something crazy stupid oh, like man. that. I thought he had like 111. Mm. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have lost to him, though, for sure. 113. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, if if we can't get a fantasy championship out of this whole podcast, we'll have to cut this segment next year. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to pitch one Thursday night. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a bad look if we're trying to talk fantasy and tell people who the the big time guys are and we can't even win one championship between four of us. Apologize, BJ put up ninety six. Okay, ninety six. Yeah, and Didn't three of us three of us are in the same league, so that's three out of a ten three out of ten chance of of taking home a championship. Wow, I'm not a math guy, but we should do we should get one. <laughs> we should do. Uh, we hey, should I'm looking that. good, boys. I'm I'm leading points in my other league right now, so. Sometimes the they chips just wins. don't fall the way they're supposed to, okay? You understand this more than anybody. You've given up on fantasy. You're not going to be playing next year. Um, but, hey. Fake news. That's what I'm feeling like right now. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. Give us a little extra time to talk segments. Um, give you some music. We'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? So it's just me, trust me Something in the bed just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz It's time to get into some segments here Um, and Chad, actually you're gonna start us off With some hashtag hashtags And before we do that We're gonna mention that we got a show bet tonight uh, the Texas-Michigan game is about to kick off in Austin, Texas, hosting the Wolverines. And we got the over-under at 127. Spencer, tell me what we took tonight. Well, we debated back and forth. The line was bouncing back and forth. We are going to take the under once it hit 132. We're going to let it go a little higher. We looked back at it, dropped all the way back down to 127. Lower than the opening line, so we took the over. We're doing it again. Yeah, do it again. We're doing it again. We're taking another over. It's going to turn out poorly, I'm sure. But Texas is favored by five and a half last last time I saw. As long as Texas gets a win, I think we can eat that $1. But um, That $100. $100, yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> and um, the show bet right now, record is 3-3 three and three since we started doing it this basketball season. That's not bad. So this is a, this is a make or break. For uh, for show bets, pretty much well, yes. Well, each week it would be a make or break. Because it would be a three game skit if we don't win this one. Yeah, yeah this would be three. Ever since I started taking your advices, yeah, that would be the the hey, time. I've stayed out of it this week. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, he said let Lana pick. He didn't <laughs> want to make a pick. Speaking of that, Lana gonna be making some bowl picks uh, later tonight as well. So in our amateur excited. hour, yeah, stick around for the amateur hour. Dickie V's at the game. Maybe we can get him on after. Uh... Ooh, we might be able to How get him. How do we get him at halftime, yeah. Might have to see if we can talk to Dickie V in the amateur hour. Um, but yeah, we'll jump into segments. Um, first one on the ballot is going to be hashtag hashtags. Chad? Hashtag hashtag. What do we got? We got Jay Cutler, guys. 
going to the Pro Bowl. Well, that's what some people are trying to get to happen. So, uh, on Twitter, there's now a ballot up, and, I mean, what would you call this? Like a, like a, um... It's a Pro Bowl a campaign. campaign. Yeah, it's, it's a campaign yeah, for yeah. Jay Cutler. It's, campaign. it's a, camp- yeah, a Pro Bowl campaign for Jay Cutler. Guys, um, hashtag unbelievable is what I have for this. What, what can, I mean, really? Jay Cutler? Unbelievable. What do yeah. you guys think? So this all started with uh, Bob Mennery. If you don't know who Bob Mennery is, um, he's the guy who commentates videos and is super vulgar, drops a bunch of F-bombs and all kinds of uh, messed up stuff. Check out his videos. He's hilarious. But on his Instagram, he's got this uh, link up, hashtag Cutler Challenge um, with the ballot. I voted last night. I'll probably vote several more times just on quarterbacks alone and put up uh, put up Jay Cutler because this is this would be hilarious if Jay Cutler doesn't get to to really you know go on his own vacation um, after the football season. He's got to play one more game. He's got to actually go to the Pro Bowl. Um, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I I, w- I could totally see Jay Cutler making it to the Pro Bowl and saying, "Nah, I'm good." Patriots will do it all the time. Yeah, because they're always in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. Well, I'm just saying back back in 2015 when they lost to um, when they lost to Denver, when it was uh, Carolina and Denver in the Super Bowl, they all said, no, nah, we're not going to go to the, the, the Pro Bowl. So I can totally see Jay Cutler doing that. I wonder if Jay Cutler gets extra money in his contract for making the Pro Bowl. I'm sure. If that's the case... I'm sure. Well, there's difference between making so the Pro Bowl and going to the Pro Bowl. That's fair. If if you if if uh, Jay Cutler's got a good attorney, he made sure that that uh. I mean, after was... this performance last week, uh, if Jay Cutler doesn't go to the Pro Bowl and participate in the Skills Challenge, like something's wrong. Something's <laughs> he was wrong. lights out on Monday night. He was lights out. Honestly, he was putting some balls in some really good spots. He looked he looked elite. I'm just saying. He, he looked, looked like a, lot, a goat. He looked a lot better than Tom Brady. I'll, I'll say that. Um, so this next story we got um, is uh, is definitely well. You good with that? An interesting one. Yeah, yeah. This is you go with that, and it is definitely a weird one. Um, Quentin Jefferson, who was ejected from the game, um, the Seahawks and uh, Jaguars. Seahawks Jaguars um, ejected late in the game. As he's walking off the field. Drinks start to fly from the stands. He gets upset, tries to run into the crowd and climb into the crowd and confront the fans throwing stuff. Um, There's other reports that racial slurs were thrown out at him as he's walking off the field. Um, It was another bad look for the NFL. But I got to ask you, Coach, are you good with that? I'm absolutely good with it. Um, Jefferson said it best after the game in the locker room. We're not animals. This isn't a zoo. I'm a human being. Uh, nobody deserves to get beer thrown on them. Uh, although, I will say, bad etiquette from the Seahawks again. They don't know how, apparently, to line up on defense when a team is taking a knee. And almost started another brawl on the field. My favorite part of the whole brawl, though, was Earl Thomas just standing with his hands on his hips in the backfield like, I'm not. I'm playing next week. Like I'm not getting <laughs> fined or suspended for this. Um, but the throwing a beer on players, like that's just so unnecessary and above and beyond like what you need to do. Like first of all, that beer probably cost you twelve dollars for twelve mm-hmm. ounces of beer. 
why would you waste it on a loser that just lost a game? Like, don't. Yeah. Drink that beer. Enjoy the win. Like, that's the thing. Bad teams with bad fans, uh, when they win, are still bad fans. Chad? Yeah, so uh, I get what you're saying. I'm not good with this, though. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're not an animal, but you get paid millions of dollars. Animals don't get paid millions of dollars. For the sake of it, you run into the tunnel, regardless if you're getting shit thrown at you or not, and just let it be, because now he's going to get suspended. Now he's going to get fined even more money. So, again, you just roll into the tunnel and you just let it be. Um, he escalated this by confronting the fans. If if he would have just let the first one go and run in, nothing else would have happened. It would have been over. But he actually escalated it by causing a confrontation. Um, I agree. Whoever threw the beer or whatever at first, that guy needs to be ejected for life from the NFL. And they completely were. agree with that. The four people that they found were. I completely agree with that. But he needs to, especially being an NFL player, he needs to let that roll, in my opinion. He gets paid too much money to, to let that happen. And it I, just looks bad on the NFL. It's a reflection of the NFL, and it, it looks bad. I agree with you. He's a professional, and like it, like me, if I got upset every time someone threw beer on me at work, you know, I probably I just probably wouldn't have a job anymore. <laughs> so you know, you you got to be a professional when you're at work. You got to you do what you're there to do. So yeah, I'm not good with it either. I think I'm on y'all's side here. It, as bad as it was from the fans' perspective. Um, you know, he said, if you just run off the field, nothing else happens. Keep your helmet on. Um, and this this whole thing started with the uh, with the Seahawks, Michael Bennett, taking a low cheap shot after the play on an O-lineman in the back of the knee. Um, the Seahawks blowing up a, a uh, victory formation kneel. So um, this looks bad on the Seahawks, I think, more than anything. And it's obviously another bad look for the NFL. Um but we'll move on. Coach, real, real quick. If Jefferson would have had his helmet on, he would have never even noticed that beer. He did have his helmet on, actually. He no, took it yeah, off. Yeah, he did. He, he took it, it off after no. the first one came over his head. No. Yes, he did. He ran into the tunnel without a helmet. No, he hand. did not. Yeah. I just watched the video. I'm telling you, man. I just watched it. It wasn't on going We'll watch we'll you later. Either way. Just leave your helmet on. Uh, <laughs> tragedy strikes the city of brotherly love this weekend. Uh... As Carson Wentz was going for his second non-counted touch, rushing touchdown of the game, uh, his he gets sandwiched between uh, two L.A. Rams players and tears his ACL. He actually stays in the game to take the penalty, Four plays. throw the touchdown, and after that goes into the locker room, his knee buckles. Um, the reports are torn ACL. He'll be done for the season. Um, and maybe even miss some of the next season. Guys, this is uh, another serious injury uh, to the long list of injuries of players, star players, star players. this year. Um, what would you guys think about this Carson Wentz ACL bit? Well, I watched the hit. Um, like you had had Wentz on a, on a fantasy team. I'll drink for that. Um, I saw the hit, and I thought, he's fine. He kind of limped a little bit. Then I saw a video after the game, and I sent this over to Chad, being he's the the uh, exercise sports science guy, where he was almost just standing still, and his knee buckled outwards. It was so gnarly. It was dude. nasty. And was I was awesome. like, that, this is not good, Chad. And he's like, yep, ACL. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they're saying. So it was hard to watch. I feel bad for the guy. He was probably going to be the MVP, and he was Philly's only chance to make it into the Super Bowl. So 
Rest in peace, I mean, moment of silence to Philly's uh, Super Bowl I absolutely Bowl disagree with that. Like, that's probably the dumbest thing you could have said. Like, their backup quarterback is a guy who has a winning record and has also what I said. been very good for them. What, 24 touchdowns and two interceptions a 27. year? 27, to be exact. Yeah, he, so, it's like the second best season ever. Okay. He took over and it looked like and no now, one came out the game. And now he has better weapons. I mean, they could have very easily lost that game just by Carson Wentz leaving the game, but they didn't. And, Shut up. I mean, he stayed in there and got them what they needed to to win that game. Now he's going to have a full week of preparation. Nick Foles is going to fall right into the fold and be just I'd like fine. to see, yeah, I, mean, I want to see got, what he's got. He's got Blunt, he's got Ajayi behind him, and he's got better receiving core than he had whenever he was the starter there. I'm so. definitely interested to see what he can do with a with a full week and starting from going from start to finish. It's um, not going to be because he bounced wins. he bounced around to to Kansas City and then back to Philly to the Rams. There's yeah, a but, reason but he, he wasn't to... starting anywhere. Well, again, there's a reason he wasn't starting because he hasn't had the game opportunity really to go back and redo what Chip Kelly ruined his career for. You know, um, Chip Kelly wanted to run an offense that they didn't have the personnel to run the offense, and it sure. made Nick Foles look, Nick Foles look like a really bad quarterback. We'll definitely see. Um, trust me, he's playing right now for a starting quarterback job in the near future. Oh, yeah. That's what he's playing. Oh yeah. Whether Absolutely. it's not going to be with the Eagles, of course, but it'll be somewhere else, and he'll he's playing for a lot of money, so he's going to be prepared and ready to go. Yeah. But the ACL thing for Carson Wentz was uh, awesome. It's kind of tragic. Feel bad for him. Well, the thing is, is that you know you talk about all these injuries to key players and stuff. Um, however, it wasn't malicious. It was no. a legal hit. He they they didn't try to hit him low. No. It was just a great. I mean, hit. he was making an effort play. It just was a the great football are. hit. Um, so I can't complain about it at all. Unfortunate. Um, again, it's one of those things that happened to uh, the Raiders last year. Sure, that broke his leg. <laughs> you know. Different quarterback going down, playoff hopes shattered. So, we'll see. Well, hey, um, I think we have a new segment, huh, Ballard? That we do. <laughs> this one's called Motherfucking Nature. Motherfucking Nature. Uh, it is that time of year. It's getting cold outside. and We had snow in Texas. Yeah, that was crazy. Snow on my birthday. Um, Buffalo, uh, the Bills, and the Colts had a game that was... I mean, downright in a in a damn blizzard. It um, was. It was a full-on blizzard the first half. It was so cool to watch. There was snow everywhere. And for a boy from Texas, you only see snow every once in a while. It just looked cool. Um, I can't imagine watching a football game in that type of weather, though. That would just be awful. It was like, I think they said it was six inches of snow at one point on the ground, and snow was still falling. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at... Um, I mean, if Shady McCoy's if Shady, if Shady could play in four plus inches of snow every game, he would run for three thousand yards in a single single season. He almost dude. tripped. He's like amazing. Four t- he almost tripped like four times on the game winning touchdown run because the snow was that thick. But you remember the the Philly snow game, like against Detroit. Yeah, that was also Shady going off for over a hundred and fifty yards and like two touchdowns. Like he's an animal in the snow. Well, let's be honest. The real story here is the kicking game because we had Adam Vinatieri, oh, Adam Vinatieri. your guy. Oh, Adam He's Vinatieri. done the snow Classic kick. Classic snow guy. He loves kicking in the snow. So we had a weird deal on an extra point where they're all out there trying to clear off snow 
I think they took a delay of game just to clear off more snow and then took a timeout to get more guys to come clear off snow and then the rest ran off all the trainers and it was wild just for an extra point it ended up being like a 43 yard extra point so he kicks it and it starts about 10 15 yards right winds blowing he hooks it in there and sneaks it into the bottom left corner had a chance to win the game at the end of regulation and missed it so it goes to overtime shady mccoy gets the touchdown win <laughs> running through six inches of snow but um the big thing here Vin- vinitary could lose five hundred thousand dollars money's talking right here about cool half mil Five hundred thousand. But how much? These kicks? But how much Litecoin is that? Ooh, it's a lot of hooch. It's a lot of hooch. <laughs> it's a lot of hooch. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, better shut the fuck up about that. Google it. <laughs> Jesus. All yeah. Right. So he has a uh, a clause in his contract that if he makes ninety percent of his field goal attempts with a minimum of sixteen, he gets like a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. And he was at ninety five percent going into this game, and now it's dropped down to. 88. 88, which is, wait, accountant, uh, is that less or more than 90? Less than. Oh, okay. So, uh, and the numbers. I guess he still has time to make this up, right? Like, there's a couple more games left that, that they're going to play, so... I'd, Last I'd like, time I checked. I'd like to see how many, and maybe our accountant did the math for us, how many more field goals he needs to kick and make to still get his bonus. I'm sure it's something we will forget to track. I would assume it's four, but again, I'm not a genius, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll clue the other way. I have no idea. <coughs> he just needs to raise it two percentage points, right? He's already kicked 25. Or 20. 25. 22 for 25. 22 for 25. I'm sure he's back in and he kicks next to you. I think, oh. he'll, I think he'll be okay. All right, well. It's got two we, weeks. Anyways. We got to move on. Coach, what's our next segment? Uh, go to timeout. Uh, NFL Network. You're going to timeout. You're going to sit in the corner and wait there. Uh, a former uh, wardrobe stylist has come forward with some accus- sexu- sexual misconduct accusations. Uh, and three former uh, NFL players that worked for NFL Network have been suspended. Uh, f- Hall of Fame player Marshall Falk, along with Ike Taylor and Keith Evans, have all been, quote, suspended from their duties at NFL Network pending an investigation into these allegations. Um, the... Accuser Miss Cantor described several sexually inappropriate encounters with the three retired players. Uh, not a good look among all these other sexual allegations coming out. And There's a few more too. Hollywood and all over the place. I mean, it isn't good. There's a few more, uh, including, um, you know, former NFL Network analyst Donovan McNabb, Eric Davis, Hall of Famer Warren Sapp, um, NFL Network executive Eric Weinberger. Hmm. It's bad. It's all bad. Um, we'll see if there's any um, any weight to it, but you know, even being accused of this stuff uh, is not good. You can ask Zeke Elliott how that went for him. <laughs> um, I mean, but is anyone surprised by this? Like, you get a bunch of ex-alpha males in one building together. I mean, there's it's just gonna there's gonna be locker room talk. And I, uh, I, I just, I just think the writing on the wall for this kind of stuff, especially as more people start to come out and make some different accusations. So, uh, be, I'm interested to see if they're collaborated or. I mean, I feel like just culture has changed. Like, I mean, you always hear this dramatic, like this old term that, like, well, it was the '60s. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, 
it's still kind of inappropriate then too. <laughs> like not everybody's comfortable in a situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like the culture's just shifted, and with technology, like everything's instantly accessible. So I feel like, I mean, bad job on the NFL Network's HR department. Like you should know what's coming in, and like you said, the writing's on the wall. You should go ahead and confront that at the front end instead of waiting for allegations to come in the back end. I mean, not to say that's not going to happen anyway, but... Again, though, how long did these take place and how long ago were they? Because I feel like every allegation that comes through happened years ago, Mm -hmm. and just... Now somehow it's a big deal for people to start coming out. But like, look at these. Look, some of Do you these. See what I mean, some of these guys though have not worked for the NFL Network that long. Like, you can look back at when they started. Yeah. So obviously with someone like Ike Taylor, you know what I mean? Like, it's it just. I mean, we we have to wait and see. Like, that's the biggest thing. Is like, is there validity to it, or what? What is it? Like, yeah. That, but that let me ask you this then. To it is like, so let me ask you this then. If something comes out that these guys are completely innocent. I mean, what's the consequence? Their names are tarnished. I mean, that's what oh. I'm trying to say, is that mm-hmm. the, their names are tarnished already. It doesn't matter. Zeke. The allegations tarnish their names. So whether it's true or false, their names are already tarnished. And this lady really, if she, if, if they are false, the allegations are false, there's nothing that anyone can do to make that right again. So again, like I'm saying, if, if stuff like this happened years ago, it's very unfortunate and very ridiculous that they're just now coming out. They should have came out a long time ago. Yeah. But do you get what I'm saying? Their names are completely tarnished now moving forward. Well, one other person for NFL Network would be uh, Chris Harrison. I think that's his name, Chris Harris. Guy who does NFL Red Zone. Mm-hmm. Took his first bathroom break in four years. What? Should have kept the streak going. Mm-hmm. You're going to timeout. It's unacceptable. <laughs> can't go to the bathroom. You can't drink you know water. What? Maybe he didn't have a bottle to piss in. While he was on stage. That's what I'm I, think that's, I think that's what it was. That's what I'm thinking too. No, what happened was he saw Eli's streak went down. He's like, you know what? We're our streaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, our last segment of the night. You know, they, they, don't, they always tell you he never goes to the bathroom during those things. But he doesn't talk about all the team times he pisses his pants on set. That never gets brought up at all. Right. Right. Um, our last segment of the night. Rules are rules. Um, this one comes to us from the NFL. Official abuse. Um, a lot of players been getting up in the face of uh, referees, putting hands on referees, shoving referees. Um, the NFL has issued a memo warning teams of significant punishment for abuse to officials from now from here on out. Um, I watched a game the other day where a guy put his hand on a ref around the chest area near the throat, showing where he blocked the guy. The ref didn't even look like he was phased. It was just. The player telling him where he blocked the guy and didn't think he hit him in the face. So we'll see if this actually holds any weight, if the NFL actually does start putting some severe penalties for touching refs. But, I mean, it happens every single every single week, every single game. Referee is a part of the field, so they're going to make contact at some point. Um, I don't know. You guys believe this? No, I think it's bullshit because if a ref can pull some player off of a pile – and they can do that kind of stuff, then I don't see I don't see the difference here. Like I get it, you can't touch an official um, any like with any malicious malicious intent. But if an official can talk and say stuff to a player, and the player can't say stuff back to the official, regardless of what it is, I mean, what's the what's the point? In my eyes. Yeah, I've got a simple solution for this. It's very easy, and it's cost effective as well. Just give all officials 
some sort of weapon. Nothing too sharp, Ooh. nothing with ammunition, nothing as firepower. Like a baseball bat? I'm thinking bat? nunchucks, baseball bats, battering rams, a nightstick. Anytime players mouthing off, do what you need to do with it. And I guarantee you, you see these sorts of events start to lower. Players will be aware that the refs can do this. Concussions yeah. will be at an all-time high. Which? Very doubtful, actually. Who knows? You a know, nice stick to the head, a baseball bat to the head. I Who say hit him head. in the head? Wow, Spencer, God. Well, I mean, we're talking broken bones or concussion. I don't know. Uh, I was going to think just some minor bruising, uh, depending on where you hit them. And Sacks eventually the players will figure out, like, okay, well, can't talk shit to this guy because he's going to hit me. Uh, you'll see these events lower, I promise. And that, that's cost effective. We can get nunchucks for all these these officials for, nunchucks. you know, for pennies, depends <laughs> on what they uh, these teams are playing for publicity to cover up this shit. Coach, you got anything on this rule? No. <laughs> All right, rules are rules. I think and I think they should do it for basketball too. Even if the guys don't wear helmets, hit one. You never see this. Stuff. You won't see LeBron James popping off anymore. I think we're running out of time. Let's get into first impressions. How did we do last week? It probably wasn't good. I'll tell you, I did terrible. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did too. I bet you I went uh, probably 100. percent Oh, uh, yeah. No, we picked game for you. So, we made seven picks. Uh, Spencer, you got four right. Hey, you took all the home teams, so Miami paid out for you. Coach, you got three, and I only got two games. I got the Cowboys game and the Patriots game. It's like three weeks in a row that, I'm, that I've been number one. Three or four. Mm. Been dominating first impressions. You have done well. Let's keep this week rolling. What do we got this week? Next week. We have, first off, on Thursday night, the Browns are going to play in Indianapolis, taking on the Colts. Uh, I'm sorry, the Broncos are taking on the Colts in Indianapolis. The Broncos are almost a field goal favorite at minus two and a half. Uh, Chad, let's start with you. What's your first impression? Mm. Broncos looked good last week against the Jets. They really did. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos with this one. Very good. Uh, I am also going to take the Broncos. Uh, I'm not sure why. Just like the way that feels. Coach? Give me the home dog. Get it to me. I think, I think I'm with Coach here, too. I'm going to take the Colts. The Broncos are really bad on the road. I don't like their offense at all. Correction. The Broncos are really bad at football. They just happen to be playing on the road this to week. To be clear, I'm not going to watch this game at all because that's no. a waste of a Thursday night. But, I mean. Whatever. I mean, they're a lot better at home. I'll say that. Well, most teams are. I like Texas. can't shoot for shit right now. This is bad. This is a bad bet right now. Uh, uh, Spencer. No, it is a bad bet. Just go ahead and say what it is. It's I mean, 10 to 6 no halfway. no way the over hit. 10 to 6 hit. halfway through the first half. We need 127 points. Oh, good. A Michigan dunk. 12 to 6. You know, it's going to be great as we lose the bet and Michigan blows out Texas. It's going to be fantastic. Next game. Bears at Lions. Lions, a five and a half point favorite at home. Spencer, what's your first impression? Yeah, give me Maddie Stafford. Give me the Lions. They're, uh, they're still in a playoff race. Coach? They are in a playoff race. They're pretty banged up, though. Bears looked good this past weekend. Um, I think the Lions win by a field goal, so give me the Bears and the points. I'm going to take the Bears just to go against Spencer. Chad, first impression. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears as well, actually. This is why you have such a horrible record every week. Just bet against me just for the sake of betting against me. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. I've had a winning record for like three weeks, four weeks in a row. I know. It's going to regress to the mean soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chad, right back at you. The Chargers are taking on the Chiefs in Kansas City. 
The Chargers are a one-point favorite. Basically a pick-em. What's your first impression? <laughs> what? Chargers are playing really well, and Kansas oh City has lost how many in a row? Um, they might have won, won this week, but Kansas City's been bad. So uh, I'll take Kansas City at home. They need a win. Kansas City at home. I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. Phillip River. Rivers. Rivers. No, we need Kareem Hunt to go off. Kareem Hunt. Both would be fine with me. Coach, first impression? I mean, I could care less because I'm already out, so. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> give me the Chargers on the road. Fantasy. It doesn't matter. It's an empty life now. It's an empty life. Spencer, first impression? Chiefs offense got rolling again last week. They're back at Arrowhead. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, a lot of those guys. Kansas City's running this game. Kansas City, perfect. We are still on the opposite of each other. All right, back at you. The Packers are traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Panthers, almost touchdown favorite at 6.5. What's your first impression? Uh, my first impression is Aaron Rodgers might actually be playing. Um, in all honesty, Dallas... Dallas needs Green Bay to win that game um, to make ground on the Panthers. But I just don't see it happening with or without Aaron Rodgers. I don't, Carolina looked pretty damn good last week. I'm going to take the Panthers. So see that they're five point? Six and a half. That seems fair. Coach? Carolina's six and a half favorite. That, that line will drop if Aaron Rodgers is playing. but And I like that. Give me the points. Yeah, I'm also just going to take the points here. I think um, I think you're right. If they if Aaron Rodgers plays, the line moves, and my pick's in while it's at six and a half. So I'll take that. Chad, first impression. <laughs> oh, this one sucks, man, because Carolina is playing good. I Hats or the cheese heads? Uh, the hats or the cheese heads. I can't go against the Packers, man. I think six and a half is a ton of points. It's like Spencer's the only Aladdin-looking ass this week. Yeah. If you didn't see that, spare yourself. <laughs> uh, Chad, the Rams are going to travel to Seattle, take on the Seahawks, who are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What's your first impression of Give me the Rams Seahawks? <clears throat> I'm taking the or actually, what's his name going to be suspended? I don't think it matters. I'm taking the Rams too. Coach, first impression. Well, Seahawks do play significantly better, and this is more for the division. Um, give me Danger Russ at home and the Squeahawks. Russell Wilson's having an MVP year. What was the line on this? Seahawks one. minus one and a half. One and a half. This is a hard one. Um, Don't hurt yourself. First impression. Uh, Don't. Second impression. All right, give me the Rams. We agree on. I'm on board with the Rams, man. I like them. Right back at you. Patriots coming off a loss. They're gonna travel to Pittsburgh take on the Steelers. Patriots still a field goal favorite. What's your first impression? I'm shocked by that. Uh, Yeah, give me the Steelers. They're at home. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Coach. Uh, I mean, hopefully we'll get back our sack leader and team-leading tackler. Uh, and your tight end. Yeah, we'll tight end will be back. Our tight end back. But, uh, give me the Patriots. 
And they got Kenny Britt. I mean, he's a superstar <laughs> wide receiver. I'll so. take that push if we kick that field goal to win. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm taking the Patriots here, too. I just don't see them too, losing two games in a row this late in the season. I like them getting Gronk back as well. And I want to be against Spencer. Chad, first impression? <laughs> I hope uh, you don't win a game. Oh, you'll win at least one. So, um, get it wrong. how many yards did Antonio Brown have receiving last game? Uh, 213, if I'm not mistaken. 217, something like that. Uh, yeah. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, show me a game where Antonio's done that against the Patriots. Uh, two more games, gentlemen. We got the Cowboys on Sunday night taking on the Raiders in Oakland for now. The Cowboys, three for now. a field goal favorite on the road. Well, they're going to Vegas. Some soon in the in the summer. Maybe those future. wildfires will just burn the stadium down now and get it out of the way. You know the oh, okay, maybe who knows. Regardless, said Cowboys are three point favorite. I did say that. Chad for suppression. Cowboys and who? Raiders. Ooh, give me the Cowboys. They must win. Yeah, must I'll win. The, I'll take the Cowboys too. Um, for reasons that are obvious. Wants to be really Coach. high scoring though. Cowboys a three-point Give me the I'm Raiders. I'm not going to agree with y'all. Give me the, Give the Raiders. Raiders. For parody's sake. Spencer? Yeah, I'm not picking the Raiders at all. Not a chance. Give me the Cowboys. There you go. You agree with me. That's very good. Uh, Spencer, the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Falcons traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Falcons almost a touchdown favorite at six and a half on the road. What's your first impression? My first impression is the Bucks need to win this game to help the Cowboys out, but they won't. But I think it's closer than six and a half. Come on, Bucks, don't let me down. Coach, uh, it is also a must-win for Atlanta in a yes, pretty tight is. division race. Yes, uh, so I'm going to take Atlanta by to make a statement. I'm um, going to agree with you, so I can disagree with Spencer. Chad, first impression. I absolutely agree. Atlanta makes a statement. Here we go, and that was first impression. That was definitely a homer pick on my part. I shouldn't have picked the Bucks. I'm not changing my pick though. I'm not doing it. You can't. I've already. Uh, it's already been typed in. Yeah, it's I can't. already typed in. It's. You said plus one hundred too. Oh, oh I yes, I did. Yeah, I did say that. Very good. Well, plus one hundred be great. Minus one hundred be rough. <laughs> All right, we got to get into um, the nightcap sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Nice. He was I saving it. Almost messed it up. He was saving it. Um. Tonight in our in our nightcap, we are talking. We are calling the moving company. Um, before we talk the story that we have in here, Devin Hester's calling the moving company today. He retired. You guys think he's a Hall of Famer? Best punt returner punt of all time. Of all time. Nineteen return touchdowns. Absolutely. I don't see how you don't put him in. I think it'll take like that. that. I think it'll take Devin a couple times at least. Yeah. I think it'll take Devin a while to get into sure. the Hall of Fame. Sure. Well, who was Dex? Who was the guy from Kansas City that had all Dante of, Hall? Dante Hall is he in the Hall of Fame? No, no. Mm. So it might be close. And then. he was in '99 Speed Madden. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but the big time story. I mean, Leangelo and Lamelo Ball are now Lithuanian. They are change nationalities. They are now Lithuanian Do they get signed? professional they basketball players. Yep. They have inked their contract, a one-year deal. Worth $500 a month? I don't know. To the Lithuanian Not club, living expenses. Prienu Vytautas. Um, Glad you took that one. Yeah, yeah. You want to try? No, you did great. I thought so. Um, now they're both professional basketball players on the same team, which is everything LeVar ever wanted. 
Is this a good move? I mean, they're getting paid to play professional basketball against other professionals. They're probably going to get their ass kicked for the entire year, which would be fine. But, I mean... I mean, it's it's got it's got to toughen him up. It's got to make him better basketball players playing against better players. So I think if it helps anybody, it'll help Lamelo. I think I mean, Leangelo was a what three star recruit going into college and He's trash. is not even on scout boards anywhere in the NBA. So does that help him? I don't know. Like I mean, he's already got issues with stealing and shit like that when he goes to foreign places. So now <laughs> he's gonna get led into Lithuania. I mean, I can't see them honestly getting into too much trouble in Lithuania, but... Dude, the town they're living in has 10,000 people in it. You never know with these guys. We've got 10,000 people in this town. Probably no club either. So, the so the town's 10,000 people. They're not english speaking This is going to be so much of a culture shock for these guys. It's going to be absolutely insane. I know that um, the team lost 8 of their first 12 games... Um, so they're already losers to begin with. And on top of that too, the club is having financial problems. So I, I'm just curious. This is a PR move for sure. Not just a PR move, but but this is my question for the ball family is out of all places to go and try to sign, why this town of 10,000 people? How are you going to branch out and become a global brand in a town of 10,000 people? There's going to be maybe 500 people at their games. Maybe. That's if they even like basketball. The stadium they play in only holds 1,700 seats. (laughs) 500 of those seats are reserved for team sponsors and friends. I'll tell you who the big loser in this is. It's LiAngelo. LiAngelo, the middle brother, is is the one who everyone knows is the worst at basketball. But he's still got a free ride to UCLA because of his two, his older brother and his younger brother who eventually was going to go to UCLA. He's missing out on the opportunity to get a free education from UCLA, which if you're not going to play basketball full time is going to is worth its waiting goal down the line. So, uh Lavar really screw, screwed over Lanjo now. If if this doesn't work out in Lithuania, which um is definitely not going to work out, this this kid is screwed for life, man. His dad really fucked him over here. No, I absolutely agree with you, man. Um you look at – all right, so the plan is is for LiAngelo Ball to play one year and then go to pro, right? <laughs> what if this coach can't develop LiAngelo Ball? He wasn't even playing at UCLA. He's not good at basketball. But says, at least he says, had four years to develop at UCLA. It says in this article the best player on the team is the coach's son. <laughs> no wonder so... they wanted to go there. <laughs> Maybe LeVar will start coaching with him. He understands how to coach his son, so he understands how to coach a coach's son, I guess. Who knows? I I mean, I don't get it. Like, LeVar's biggest complaint about all these teams has been coaching or officiating, and now he's taking it probably to the worst possible place for both of them. And he did say that he could fucking out-coach... Alfred. No, no, no. Luke Walton. Said he could out-coach Luke Walton. He said he could coach the Lakers better than Walton. Good call. LeVar is completely blackballed. He couldn't even get his teams to stay on the court the whole time. Are they the next? Are they the next Kaepernick? The, like the Kaepernick family, and nobody's just going to draft well, him. No well, Lonzo Ball is playing so shitty, anyways, in the NBA. It's going to happen to himself. So it's just a matter of time. He's the greatest single triple double that there's ever been. Well, eight, eight points. 
Eight rebounds? Eight assists? I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Enough talking about the balls. Yeah. More than enough. Will you tell them to shut the fuck up? <laughs> Please. Um, it's always fun. Please. Chad, it's good to have you back in the studio, man. Dude, always a pleasure. Coach, thanks for being here. Two weeks in a row. Hey. Hey. Ballad, as always. It's a pleasure to have this podcast. Yeah, man. I'm the host, Spencer Spoon. We're the Sports Buzz. Until the Amateur Hour on Friday, we are out. Peace. Let's me and you visit your hometown sometime the way you had the courtesy to come see mine.